Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. got into that HBO Andre the Giant documentary. He said it's about halfway through. I actually watched the whole thing the other day. I, I was anticipating that thing. I was thinking like, well, first of all, the HBO documentaries, they're pretty high quality generally, right? Right. Usually when they work with like a sports organization, they usually come out a little bit better than average. But right. the Andre one, I think I heard that about, I think I only knew about it maybe for a month or so, but it, I was anticipating it. I actually found a, somebody leaked it on YouTube. Uh. Right? But I mean, but I have HBO anyway, so like I ended up watching, you know, the legit version. I was playing it at work. I was listening to it like in the background, you know. Right. And then uh, went home, watched it. Believe it or not, have you got to the part where McMahon gets a little sentimental? No, I don't think I got that far. Well, that's what everybody's talking about, like in the news and stuff. They're talking about like Vince McMahon sits down for like a a, a, a real interview. You know how like he's always performing. Right, because he's part of the show, right? So you yeah. never know if you're really getting the real McMahons, like the the people who they are in reality, or if you're getting the characters the of themselves. Character. Yeah, yeah, like the characters of themselves. But right. he goes on and talks about what his relationship with Andre the Giant was like, how he met Andre, how he got involved with their wrestling organization. I don't know, Andre's... I mean, his life story is pretty interesting, but he was a pretty genuine guy, and like that's what the movie kind of kind of teaches you about but if you saw the princess bride and the way right. his co-stars talk about him in that movie like if you watch the documentaries on that movie uh, you, you get you want you get that impression anyway you know what i mean um right dude i actually cried a little bit like towards the end of the movie like i got choked up and i sat up in bed and i was like here's a guy who against all everything that he faced he went out and, like, he lived his life, like, 110%. Like, he didn't question his decisions. Like, he had some setbacks. He had hardships. He was, like, ostracized from society. But he never compromised, like, who he was. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, he dealt with other people treating him badly, but he never, like, he didn't have, like, a poor vision of himself. Anyway, the movie got me choked up. I was, like, about an hour in or something. I just, like, sat up in bed and going, like, I don't know. Like, he, he's going to be remembered for a very long time. And I was, right. like, I, and I was sitting there going, like, nobody's going to remember me. And I've made a ton of mistakes. Well, it's hard to say. Everybody's legacy is different. Anyway. So, yes, watch HBO's Andre the Giant. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, look at this little kid trying to get into this thing. Let's see. Are you still there, Dave? Oh, Dave's on hold. Oh, shit, hold on. 
because you're incoming call, but we need to add you to the call, which puts Dave's on hold. Let's put him back in there. Now he's on hold. See, this wasn't done right. I had an incoming Skype call from Adam, but it doesn't have like an add to call button. Let's see. How do we add him to the call? I don't know. I don't know either. I know how to do it from when I'm in control of it. Let's try it that way. Tonight's episode brought to you by goldbelly.com. G-O-L-D-B-E-L-Y.com. It's gourmet food. You can use our code binge watchers on your order of 50 bucks. Order some New York pizza from New York. You can get Detroit-style pizza from Detroit. There's a bunch of cool restaurants on there. You can get all kinds of shit. Um, that's not a real commercial, but it's a real sponsor. <laughs> you can get... You get $25 off your $50 order if you use our code, which is pretty good because you get $50 worth of grub for $25. That's pretty cool. So use that That's code. Like that. What's That's that? the best deal I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah, it's amazing. The reason I plugged it then was because uh, because I was waiting for it to connect to your call. I don't know how, if you're calling me, I don't know how to add you to my call that's already in progress. But if I'm on a call, then I can add somebody to it. Skype's kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe it's too advanced for me, but that's usually how it goes. So while we were waiting for you, Adam, we were talking about HBO's Andre the Giant. That's a good documentary. That's it. And I believe it or not, I didn't even spoil it. I didn't, I didn't spoil it uh, by telling people what I thought of it. How's that? Involving yeah, it's, it's a start, John, but uh, yeah. you're kind of a lost cause in that regard, but but it's good that you're <laughs> going to uh, Do you agree with that, David? Am I a lost cause for spoiling movies for people? No, I usually say spoiler alert first most of the time. Yeah. Not in personal conversations. Oh, well. I try to give people 12 months, you know? I try to give, or at least a... Uh, it, I saw this movie, like, you know, on a special screening, and it's been out for two weeks, so I'm going to tell you the ending. No, I never got a screener and ruined it. No, that never happened. That's movies of 1964. Spoilers, John, go. Oh. Anyway, um, (laughs) a couple nights ago, (laughs) a couple nights ago, David... (laughs) <laughs> All right. A couple nights ago, David asked me, should I watch? He said he was leaving work, and he's like, should I watch Demons 2 or Terror Vision? And I was like, holy shit. When was the last time I thought about um, Lombardo Baba's Demons, or Demons 2 for that matter? And I'd never really come across Terror Vision before. And I think Dave said it was a full moon movie. I've seen a bunch of full moon movies, but I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever encountered a vision that's that's terrible for terror vision. Um, so how do we explain demons? Demons is a Italian horror film from the early '80s, followed by a sequel. The conceit of the first movie is a group of friends go to this movie premiere, and the movie comes to life. Or it's like it's kind of like a cautionary tale. I feel like it's kind of like the movie traps them, 
but it also warns them about the kind of evil that they're going to deal with. So, you know what I like? The movie starts out with music slamming you right away, telling you you're in a horror movie. Right? And then the soundtrack has these great entries. Like, you got Billy Idol, you got Marley Crew, you got Rick Springfield, Saxon, Pretty Maids. You got a bunch of shit on the, on the soundtrack, but it just starts. Like, it fades in and starts, and you know you're watching a horror movie. Then you're on a train with some chick. Some guy in a mask is like, you think he's stalking her on the train. You get Dario Argento's endorsement on the film, and everybody knows he, he's like one of the godfathers of Italian horror. Mario Bava, he's the one that made Count Blood in Planet of the Vampires, and he's Lumberto's dad, so this is kind of like a legacy movie, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> Adam was going to join us, so I hit up Adam and said, hey, you got to cram these movies into your weekend. And then we'll podcast about it. And then, uh, Dave, did you start with Demons 2, or did you watch Terror Vision and then go back to the Demons movies? Well, um, I never actually got to Terror Vision, but I, I watched it somewhat recently, so that's still in my head. Yeah. Uh, and I watched Demons 2, because that's one I hadn't seen, and then I watched Demons 1 again today. So I have some key points for both the Demons movies, and then I have a general opinion about uh, Terror Vision. So... I mean, should we assume the audience knows not these movies, or should we assume they know these movies? And then and then Adam, I guess, can, can steer me in the right way not to spoil demons for them, you know? Look, here's the thing. If you have not seen these movies, and you care about seeing the end, let's just go ahead and let you spoil whatever you want to spoil. I, look, I watched, De- like I watched Terror Vision and Demons 1, and most of Demons 2... Yeah, and I am just I get I feel like you're going to spoil them for me anyway, even though I've already seen them. Spoil anything? (laughs) Like Dave reminded me about these movies, and I felt like it was a true binge watcher moment. I was like, got so excited to watch this movie again, and like because he because David just talked to me about it. I laid in my living room and turned it on the other day on my Voodoo account. I watched Demons and Demons Two today, and today I watched Terror Vision. But I feel like the first Demons is, like, so perfect for our show, but it's also perfect for the kind of movies we like. And also, it's, like, the kind of movie maybe I would make. I was talking to David about, like, how cool is it the idea of a haunted theater and your main characters are trapped there and, like, the movie unfolds there. Right. I always thought that it would be weird for an audience watching that movie in the theater. What do you mean? Watching a movie about people in a theater getting torn to shreds in a theater. Oh, wait. Oh, you're saying take it to the the next level? It's like the movie is you're watching movie. You're watching people in a movie theater get killed while you're in a movie theater. Yes. That happened in Scream 2, right? Because people people watching Scream 2 are watching the opening of like the first Scream movie because it gets adapted in in those movies, right? So they're going to premiere. Of a Scream movie while you're watching Scream, and then you're watching people die in the theater while you're wa- while you're sitting in the theater, right? Yeah. So extrapolate that. Um. So there's a mask. I don't know. I don't know what powers it has. I don't know what. I don't know why it can make demons out of people, but they're watching a movie. The kids in this movie are watching a movie about these guys that go to a, a mausoleum and find a thing and. One of them becomes a psychopath and is attacking the other ones, and then they, they have, like, the props from the movie that they're watching in the galley of the theater, 
And then you get this pimp who shows up, Tony the Pimp, who played by a stuntman named Bobby Rhodes, who has, like, attitude. He's, like, swanky 1970s-style jive, you know? And then, like, one of his ladies plays with the mask, gets infected. Her transformation takes a long time. That's what's funny about this first movie. Like, she goes in the bathroom and it takes her forever to transform, right? But then progressively over the movie, when people get infected, they turn very quickly. You know what I'm saying? So at a different time, they they uh, that it takes for them to metabolize the demon seed that is now <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> One thing I found funny was like both demon movies have punks in a car driving through a cityscape playing music, and I don't know why. It's just it's really just a pastime, as far as I can tell, like to move away from the suspense and the killing to have like a break and then go back to it, or to or to move the passages of time to accelerate the demon infestation and the chaos it's causing. But well, we just need some hope that there's still an outside world that's oh, not infected. Yeah, see, but I think it'd be better if they just stayed in this weird... You know, The claustrophobia like, you know, of the theater is better, I think. Well, you're probably right, but uh, it seems like they just wanted a way to show that you could get in, but you couldn't get out. Yeah. And they needed to show that you could still get in. But what's, what's so funny is they ruined that because they had a guy getting out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and people getting in. <laughs> like, But yeah. see, Bobby Rhodes plays the same character in essentially both movies. He's, like, trying to corral the people. He's trying to organize them into, like, a defense. You know, he's motivating them to stick together and try to fight back. Oh, and spoiler alert. <laughs> like, like, he's ill-fated in both movies. Oh, I haven't seen him, haven't seen him die in this second. Oh, he plays a gym. He plays a gym. He he plays a guy that runs the gym inside the apartment <laughs> complex. Spoil it. I didn't me. spoil it. You didn't tell me what. If you had told me what part of Demons Two you were in, I'm on minute fifty three. Oh, Demon, what know. what is it? Well, they're at least they're at least in the parking garage, right? Moving cars against doors. Right. They're in the parking garage. Yeah, and he's got his shotgun, right? I don't know. He has an axe. He doesn't have a shotgun yet. Oh, spoiler alert. Next, he's going to get a shotgun. (laughs) But here's the funny thing. This is probably something I don't even know if Dave knows. They made a short film about Tony the Pimp. Did they really? Yeah, 2004. Tony the Pimp. Same guy, Bobby Rhodes. Same guy? Same guy. Same character. Wow. Yeah, I I, I dug a little deep because I was like, people probably talked about these movies before. I was like, what kind of... Do you know there are, there are seven sequels to these movies? Seven. Yeah, but they're not, like, real. The first two Yeah, are the real. first two are legit, and then the, the other ones There's are loosely related. Two threes. Yeah, exactly. And they argue over which one is part three. They say Black Demon is part three. They say The Ogre is part three. They say The Church is part three. Well, the part three A and part three B. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The weirdest connection to these movies is Cemetery Man. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. That's a great film. <laughs> Dave and I like that movie a lot, I think. I think we're collectively like it. Right. Dave's quiet today. <laughs> did you see it as a demons movie, or did you see no. it as a cemetery man? No, it's its own thing. I, I I don't see its relationship to these other movies. I don't really see it. Just the same filmmakers, that's all. I don't see anything I other connected. That's about it. I want to see The Ogre. 
I tried to watch that movie. I think Dave and I tried to watch that movie. I fell asleep watching that movie. Uh, ogre. If it's bad, that just means that you can't spoil it for everyone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm done teasing. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Oh, well, and I guess... If I really wanted to spoil it, I could say there's a scene where a guy rides around on a motorcycle with a samurai sword. It could. I feel like that's when the movie jumped the shark, really. No, no. When it jumps the shark is when the helicopter falls through the roof. Yeah, but that's like a nut, the second jumping of the shark. <laughs> I like the transformations, though. I like the... How do you think they did the glowing eyes? Do you think they rotoscoped people's eyes? Because they have, like, flashlight eyes on these demons. I don't know how they did that. I mean... It's a cool effect, right? They had, like, glowing eyes. But, yeah, they but, were just gone. The eyes were gone, and then light was shining through them. I think it must have been some old, you know, technique. You know they sold know, this movie on VHS? The old DVDs and VHS used to have the demon that that lady Hannah, her friend, turned into. Remember the demon came out of her skin? Like, she's, her skin right. fell apart, and she was a demon underneath? That, that was the face on the DVDs forever, and you, you wouldn't know anything about the movie because it was just that lady, just that face. Same with part two. They, like, created the character of Sally in her birthday party just so they could have a poster, you know? Well, see, see, like, on the cover of uh, the DVD I have, or the Blu-ray, is, like, the picture of the little kid that transforms at the end of number um, two. Yeah, but, it, but here's the thing. The little person that takes over playing the kid after he's infected... Is shorter than the kid, so much shorter than the kid, like ridiculously shorter. <laughs> like, you know, you don't really buy it, but you know that kid is done for when he climbs into the thing, when he climbs into the air duct, and he, he the blood drips on him. He's done for, and you know it. I just saw that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping he made it. But... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was hoping he made it. So you don't even know about the little monster yet, do you? No, I just saw the dog. Oh, yeah. The dog is really funny because that's just a dog with a prosthetic on it in front of his yeah, face. What's interesting is that there's a second, a secondary eye. Like, the dog's regular eye isn't the eye, but the, it's the, the eye on the gum line that's the eye for the demon. Oh. And I thought that was neat. So, I like the concept of apartment buildings because I like this claustrophobic suspense uh, it's not really done well in action movies for some reason i don't know it feels more suspenseful in a horror film to be stuck in an apartment building for some reason um, i think they kind of did it pretty well with uh the latest dread and um the raid yeah but... dread is good have you seen the new judge dread adam i have and i like thought it? they did yeah that's a good that's a good trapped in apartment complex type thing it's also a good dread. It's a good adaptation, I think, of freaking, what is it, 2080? What is the, yeah, it's 2080, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, yeah. Uh, Mega City 1. We're mad. Oh, do you know what's another good example of the, the whole apartment movie thing? And I'm drawing the comparison to uh, Poltergeist 3. Yeah. Oh god, I kind of forgot about Poltergeist three, which I don't. I don't hate it. I, I saw it on the list of like sequels that people don't like, but I actually like it. 
I think time has been better to it than when it first came out. Yeah, that might be true. Why are you so quiet, Dave? What is your strong demon's opinions? <laughs> uh, you know, I will say the first one scared the shit out of me as a kid. Uh, it was, I don't know who, how it, how we came across a copy, but I had a taped off TV copy somehow in our VHS collection, and it scared the shit out of me as a kid, especially the bubbling ooze from their wounds just always creeped me out. Huh. Yeah, that, that's a good effect. Like, they had it under the skin where they're like, as they're gestating the transformation, it's just like these little bubbles that are expanding and popping. Did you see bad taste when you were a kid? No, I didn't see that till college. Oh, okay. I think I watched that with you, Dave. I think so, because I think I rented that from that little video store we used to go to. He's got to tie his brain together, isn't it? Like, the, one of the guy's brains falling out at one point? Yeah, like, trying to, to scoop it. it. <laughs> yeah, to tie his head together, whatever. Uh Oh, yeah, and then what is it? The aliens regurgitate everybody they eat, and then they drink it? Is that how it works? Best, best, best scene of the movie. Oh, my gosh. That's how you separate the squeamish. Well, and, like, the guy, the guy's got to... He's somehow stuck in their clubhouse, and he's got to pretend to be one of them, right? So he has to drink it, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I thought we would really get into these movies a lot deeper than this, but I don't like, I don't really like Demons 2 very much. I, I'm a bigger fan of the first one. Well, yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's really number one, except, um, in an apartment complex and it comes to their TV or they get infected through their TV versus. Yeah, uh, but it's, um, it's, uh, they're watching something about the first one. They're watching people go on an expedition into the condemned city of the first movie right right well i couldn't tell i could never tell if that was supposed to be like a documentary or if it was like a fictionalized version of the first movie that they were watching it's like Nat Geo. <laughs> it, it seems like different footage than you see in the first movie is it right. on that no but the first movie implies that like the whole city has gone to hell Right? Like, it escapes the theater, and it's spreading through the entire city, so... In theory, because, I mean, I don't know how many years are between the first two... Uh, you know, how many years are between Demons and Demons 2, but... It could just be how they shot it, and it could be implied that it's... I, I, I thought it was the same city. I thought it yeah, was, uh... It's the same city, because on the news, they talk about there could be another outbreak. Nobody oh, knows yeah. what caused it. Yeah. Kind of... They're discussing it like an infection, right? Or yeah. epidemic or whatever. Right. A zombie outbreak. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the, okay, so the neat thing is this metal, this guy with a partially metal face mm. that looks kind of like the mask, but it's not the mask. Yeah, it's not the mask, but it's definitely the same material. Yeah. Right. And it's got similar thing on the eye and stuff, like with the little. Yeah, so that that's the one thing that I can't figure out about that guy. Is like, what were they intending him to be, like the gatekeeper of all the bullshit, or is is he infected? You know what I mean? Was he a previously he's infected? Just a, he's just a human slave. To what? To the the demonic power of demons. Well, but see, they never really defined. They never defined who was in charge, who was steering the ship, or who was, like, 
They never, they, there's no origin to it. Oh, well, okay, so let's say you're in that situation. Do you find out the origin, or do you die before you find out? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, if you just follow Tony the Pimp, he was just like, oh, they're demons. We got to do something about this. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it was kind of like matter of fact, right? Yeah. He was on top of it. He knew exactly what to do. Well, that's why he doesn't, that, like, he's obviously an interesting character. And they thought, oh, the audience loved him. They brought him back for the next one. So, and he's essentially the same character. But why does he get punked out in the first one? Dave, why don't you think he survives to the end? Uh, I don't, um, I don't know. Look, it's because pimps must die, that's why. Oh, we're anti-pimps. <laughs> no love for pimps, that's all. Yeah, yeah, things have really changed the last couple of years. Yeah. It's all, it's all equal now. Pimps, pimps are going to be out of a job pretty soon. No, not with uh, Cindy McCain putting, putting them out of business. I don't even know who that is. This this is a show about movies, so if you're gonna oh, <laughs> you're gonna if you're gonna go into politics, <laughs> we're in trouble. <laughs> uh, oh man, um, John McCain's wife, I think. They were they were um real cooperative to try to survive. Usually in movies, like people don't get their shit together to even make right. an attempt. And then I'm trying to figure out who fucks it up. One of them, somebody fucks it up, and then the demons get back into the theater. Or, or they're they're on the second level. Who knocks down the barricade? Is the blind guy? Did you, did you watch these movies, John? Yeah. Uh, the detail I'm trying to recall is how the demons got back to the second floor when they had stacked everything on both sides. Oh, because they they broke out. Uh, into the secret room that goes down into like a weird basement area. With oh yeah, that's right. Everywhere. And then universally, all the women start freaking out at the same time, and they don't explain why the women are freaking out. And there's this shot of the camera. Oh, the claustrophobia up. shot. It's like it's like a mass hysteria versus claustrophobia. Yeah, and then there's a shot of the the camera hugging the wall. It's almost it's similar to the stuff in Evil Dead. Where you just hear that noise and the things rushing through the woods, running, or, like, zooming. And they came over the balcony and they got Tony, and he's just dangling there getting eaten. Yeah. And then his friend's, like, one of the buddies is like, Oh, you gotta kill me before I turn, man. Take the samurai sword. Put me out on my he, he didn't do it. He waited for him to turn. Yeah, he waited. Then he did. He waited. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it won't be so bad. <laughs> or he thought that the friend was like, okay, I'm about to turn. Let me fake turning just so I can get him to cut my head off before I turn. Because <laughs> <laughs> he'll really kill me if I turn, right? So I just don't know where he got the green goo from. You know, Maybe that was already congealing in his throat or something. <laughs> just mm-hmm. Now, what killed me is both of these movies where it was a very stylistic thing where the demon or someone would transform, somebody would stand in front of them in shock and terror, but not move until they've completely transformed, which takes a good minute or so. Like, I'm screaming at him the whole time, like, just run already. But no, they're going to wait for the entire transformation. 
you're like, this is cool. I need to watch this. <laughs> That's kind of it. Great special effects. Do you know what was a nice touch? I was trying to bring it up earlier when I was talking about the punks driving around in the car. In the first movie, they had cocaine inside of a can of Coke. Uh, that's like some of the best product placement historical revelation I've ever seen. <laughs> I thought it was a nice touch. I don't know who came up with that joke, but it was kind of cool. Wrong time to bring it up. I was trying to bring it up earlier, but I forgot. But it's in my notes. Uh, honestly, my mind went in a completely different way because I didn't see the powder until they spilt it. So I thought, are these like demons posing as humans out in the real world and they're they don't know how to drink coke no they're just punks they're yeah just, I, I i know that now oh when i first saw for, it and i saw the guy like inhaling that, coke, coke that, which I that gang leader that gang leader was the security guard in part two yeah he was which is kind of weird well part two is part one in germany what yeah in germany they released Demons 2 as demons, because they didn't want to put a 2 if no one had seen a 1. And then it, it did so well that they released Demons 1 as Demons 2. So then, so what are they thinking when they see the Demons 2 and they talk about an infected city? So they think the second one is like a, what, a prequel? I mean, honestly, they think it's a sequel. I mean, what context do you really have? You actually learn more about the origin story in the second one. So in that way, I'm just going to – it's like uh, The Godfather 2 where you find out how he became The Godfather, you know? Huh. That's what that's what the good sequel is supposed to do, give you a little bit more backstory. Huh. Tickle your fancy. I guess so. Um, are we going to Are we gonna start dropping mentions to uh, TerraVision or – Well, yeah, I was going to say I guess it's about time to talk about – <laughs> the band brothers are making terror vision. Well, I guess it goes punks. There's punks in this movie too. There's also heavy metal in this movie. So yeah, I, so I guess tele- televisions so I, possess, are not possessing but causing the evil. Yeah. So they're all. So there's a theme running concurrently. We got punks. We got 80s style punks with heavy metal and whatever punk living. And then you got some. Uh, Supernatural stuff happening with uh, televisions and technology and whatever. Except um, you got this thing called Plutones in Terravision who are like garbage workers, I guess. I believe it's Plutons. Yeah, Pluton. (laughs) 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 So they created a planet called Pluton instead of just saying they're out on Pluto or something. And this guy's processing. Here's what I don't... Did he like make a mistake? Here's something that's confusing to me is like... His job is to vent this dangerous creature into outer space by converting it into energy. And then it ends up on Earth and it turns back into a monster. That's not an effective way to get rid of garbage, is it? Well, it's not only garbage because it mutated. But I wanted to go ahead and say we have no idea if Pluton is a planet or a planetoid. That's true. There's no... We'll have to spend some money to figure that out. We'll have to research that shit. So, Dave, Dave, um, um, let everybody know what Terror Vision is. It's, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It feels like if John Waters tried to make a horror movie or a sci-fi horror movie, this is what it would come out as. 
Like, uh, it's his family, um, you know, very nuclear family, mother, father, son, daughter. (laughs) They are very much a product of the 80s. The mother is fully into fitness and into herself. The mother and father are both in the swinging. And (laughs) let everybody know. Grandpa, too, gets in on the action. Like you have to, you have to set your expectations for the type of movie this is because it's really not a movie that lives in any kind of reality. It's just a very campy movie. Um, uh, so the father sets up a satellite dish that somehow connects with, like John was saying, the Plutons, and they transmit their garbage through the satellite. And it is what the hell is the creature's name? Uh, they call it the beast the beast yeah it is just it looks like a slightly higher budget version of like a 1950s 60s bad movie you'd see on um mystery science theater it's really strange it's like a blob that has a giant mouth but then it has another arm with an eyeball on it and then it's got like a claw that looks like a crab's claw that comes out when it wants to feel around or eat or consume people, hooks them in, throws them in the big mouth, I guess. And then also right. has like a tentacle type deal. Its its mouth looked a lot like uh, the mouth on the critters from the critters movies. Oh, the Crichtons. Yeah. 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 And and he he liked to laugh a lot. He's or, or he did this little giddy thing. And it was interesting. Oh, he laugh. he can also like regurgitate. Or something, and he makes these little clone bodies. I don't know what you want to call those. The tip of his tongue could could emulate uh, a consumed body. Yeah. Or, or and everyone he had ever absorbed, he had access to. I to do. Recreate. I do love the attitude of the Pluton, like the working guy, and he has like a really, I don't know, he's like the comic relief when he finally shows up. He's trying to warn them through the TV about what's going on. And then he's there, and he's like, yeah, kind of fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I don't care. I, I have a soft spot for that movie. It's just, it's the kind of goofy that I like. It's very campy. Uh, um, well, a uh, couple, uh, do you know who the um, the punk guy was, right? I recognize him. He was the uncle on, um, he's in a bunch of shit, but he was in, um, Napoleon Dynamite as Uncle Rico. Yeah. yeah, he was Uncle Rico. He's typically bald, so I didn't know if he actually had hair when they made this movie or if he was wearing a wig. I think he had uh, hair. I but, think, um, um, but I bet you won't guess who the who the daughter is. Um, the crazy daughter that looks like Cindy Lauper and Madonna at the time. Uh-huh. Um, oh. She was... The girl, the uh, the French girl in Better Off Dead. And really? She, wow. And she was also the uh, the love interest in The Last American Virgin. Oh, dang. Dude. She had on that crazy rainbow wig or whatever. Adam, have you seen Last American Virgin? No. Oh, man. <laughs> that movie seems to, like, come up every ten episodes or so on this show. Oh. It's a good movie, though. It has a great ending, Adam. That's all. I'll just say that. That's all. I appreciate the lack of detail. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely one of the top ten life fucking sucks, this is real life, and it's shit. <laughs> Go about your day. Huh. It's kind of a gut punch of an ending, really. We didn't like talk a silly about... teen comedy. Yeah. Well, I didn't know to watch that before this uh, pod- this podcast. I would have no, no. stuck it in. As, as binge watchers, we have like an encyclopedia of movies. And we'll just be reminded of something, and then we we talk about it for a second. That's how it happens. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's all, that's how it happens. I want to see it now, just because there's so many good feelings going around about it. You know, we could revisit. Th- I mean, here's the thing: we should start going through like our greatest hits. We could all we could always we could always revisit that movie. You know. Nice. Uh, quick question: How come we haven't mentioned Medusa? Yeah, um, who's like the Elvira of this world, right? Yeah. Yeah, she was just amazing. She did an amazing performance. I don't like her headpiece, man. I, uh, I like the the hourglass shape that she brings to the movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, nobody shares this sentiment. Everybody, everybody loving their wives. <laughs> No comment, huh? She's pretty awesome. You got us in a no-win scenario there, Adam. We can't answer that question. (laughs) Honestly, I think it's one of the better produced sequences in the whole movie. uh, Is the set with her, her riffing, it all felt, that felt more genuine. Here's what what I don't know about full moon movies. If they recycle their sets, like, um, let's say the company that does that. Troma does it. Well, they definitely did. You think so? Because I'm almost positive, like, um, they did a, they did a transfer. One of the transfers was like in medieval times. And I think they did that because they just done castle freak. So yeah, they, they definitely reuse their sets all the time. I imagine this Medusa set is probably in another movie. Right, I can't. I can't remember what they said they were filming at the time of that movie. Like there was, um, I think it was. Oh, I think it was Troll. I think um, they were using sets from the first Troll in that movie. Wow, love Troll. <laughs> Have you seen the documentary about the people that were in Troll? No. In Troll too. Oh, best worst movie. Yeah, she goes to the documentary about Troll too. All right, well, uh, I got my keys. Where do I go? What do you mean? I'm ready to... You said I should go see it. I'm, I'm ready. Where, um, where is it playing? I, I didn't know if you were pulling out a sad thing where there's no video stores. There's no... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where I'm going. Well, that's what, what's funny is Adam asked me the other day how he was supposed to watch Demons 1 and 2 and Terror Vision. And like an asshole, I was like, Google it. And then I was thinking... With Terrorvision, it probably is on YouTube, and guess what? It is on YouTube. I I rented Demons, which means I paid like three dollars and ninety nine cents for it. But then I was like, I bet you those are on YouTube too, and guess what? They are. That's where I found them. Well, I was gonna say, I think I think Terrorvision was on Amazon Prime. If you had that. Oh yeah. Cool. I think we all actually. I think Amazon is the one thing that the three of us actually have. Because yeah. I think Dave has Hulu as well. I have Netflix. Yeah. Lucky, lucky. Although, Netflix is getting to be like the NBC of the internet. Getting kind of sad now. 
all the original programming is getting kind of stale. I don't like what they did to the robot in Lost in Space. I have no, I, I hate what they did to the robot. What robot? In the new Lost in Space. How would they do to it? Well, see, this is the new thing, Adam. Like, they're literally just turning 80s movies into TV shows. Or they're rebooting 90s shows into new shows. Or they're grabbing something from the 60s and turning it into a new show. Like, right now, we're on, like, they're in, like, Recycle Overdrive right now. Well, what's being recycled? Because Lost in Space is recycled, but what else is being recycled? Or, actually, they're just continuing shows that went off the air, like, 20 years ago. Well, they're doing another Arrested Development. Um, Roseanne just came back on the air. Which one? Roseanne just came back on the air, and literally they started, like, right after the show ended. Sort of. Right. Well, uh... Yeah, but that's like the networks, right? I thought we were talking about what Netflix specifically was doing. I was getting at, do you think Stranger Things is a tribute, or do you think it's recycling? No, no, Stranger Things is just a pop culture hodgepodge. It's just like a melting pot of pop culture. So that, that's like an homage to a bunch of things, but it's, it's still its own thing. That's unique for itself. Yeah. It just takes... Netflix has, um... Followed, um, they got Sabrina the Teenage Witch coming out. Um, they do have so, a couple other like. Um, I heard Clar- I heard Clarissa explains it all is coming back. Really? Yeah. They should be with the original uh, cast. Well, it is, but she has a daughter now or something. Uh Are they gonna do like they did with Boy Meets World? Yeah, I don't know. Like the pair, the parents are still there, the original characters, but the daughter's the focus of the show. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just a little depressed for a moment. <laughs> Bring it back to television. <laughs> so so much time has went by since those shows, and now they have like the baby versions of the shows. Hmm. Yeah, to back to television. I kind of feel like this movie is kind of like, um, um, I'm trying to think. The movie adaptation of, um, Twilight Zone, sort of. Yeah, a little bit. It's just an odd, odd movie. Like, um. You want to do it yourself 100. What? Terrorvision. Hmm. Well, I mean, all the full moon movies are kind of like... I don't know where Charles Band got his money. I don't really know. But it looks like his two other brothers or two other... I think they're his brothers work on this movie. I never knew there was well, an Albert Band. Well, one of them is uh, the composer. Yeah, yeah, like, which is kind of interesting. He did a lot of music for the uh, Charles... Or for the full moon movies. Hmm. They found a bunch of money in a... In a brown paper bag what <laughs> well you know like most of uh, Charles Band uh, bought like a bunch of a band or old studios from Dino De Laurentiis so so like a lot of his movies uh, have connections to De Laurentiis as well oh shit we know how John feels about Dino De Laurentiis fuck yeah do you love him or hate him I love him I don't really like the decisions his daughter made, and I definitely don't like his granddaughter, but what else can I say? 
Why don't you like his granddaughter? She might be really cool. No, she went to the Food Network. She cooks food. That makes her not cool? No, I don't know. They're just, I don't know. I'm not related to them. I can't really say. I don't know. I don't know how they are as real people. I just watch their decisions with his film brand. That's all. Oh, so I mean, well, none of them are gonna do what he did. You know, he's special, right? Yeah, that might be true. Tino was a badass. Not everyone has the same interests or, or or even capacity. So he did what he did. Who? Where did he get his money? Shit, I don't know. Oil? Was it? Something. Family had something. (laughs) Family had something. I don't know, man. I really don't know. Telling you, brown paper bag. Shit. (laughs) What are you going to do with that million dollars you just found in a brown paper bag? It's a question, John. I don't know. I just wrote a letter to Jed Apatow. Did you just say you'd return it to Judd Apatow? No, no. I said I just wrote him a letter. Because you're basically talking about something that's like a fantasy. Something that's like, what would you do with a scenario that's not going to be realistic? I mean, I don't think that's an unrealistic scenario. Lots of people have found money. I've found money. Yeah, you might find like 10 bucks in the street, 20 bucks in the street. I found $134 in Palo Alto. Did you call in the dead body that it was on, or did you just leave him there? Did I do what? Did you call in the dead body that you found it on, or did you just leave him there? (laughs) Uh, Just take the money and run, man. Yeah. Palo Alto. Ask no questions. Was it James Franco's body? (laughs) He's in so much trouble. You think he's going to come outside? Back into the sunlight? Or is he going to hide? Who? James Franco. Oh. He had some accusers come out of the closet and accuse him. And then he kind of disappeared. He didn't go to the Oscars. I don't know. Yeah, um... Hard to tell. Hmm. They, they like, photoshopped him out of stuff and... Went to great lengths to remove him from the whole thing, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I think, I, you know, honestly, I think he's going to have, he's going to continue to have a career. Just like Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck isn't going anywhere. I don't know. He's looking for a soul now, I guess. You see that picture of him at the beach? <laughs> Did you guys see that photo? This is so sad. That we have all seen this picture if David has seen it. Everybody's seen this thing. Have you seen it? I haven't, actually. Oh, good. Okay, it's not totally sad. Google Ben Affleck beach towel. It should come up. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm going to Google that. (laughs) I actually shared an article about that on Facebook recently. Oh, shit. And I, I was just comedy to me because... The lady was really 
feeling bad that Ben Affleck wasn't together and she needed him to be together for the future of humanity. Oh, what does God. it say for all of us if Ben know. Affleck can't find his way? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think he's just ready to commit suicide because he's a terrible Batman. Oh. You really think he was a terrible Batman? Yeah. Okay. I, I think thought... he's worse than, uh, I think he's worse than, um, what's his name? George Clooney. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone's worse than George Clooney. Uh, he did a good Bruce Wayne, though. No, not really. No, I think he did okay. Now the as Bruce the Wayne. best Bruce Wayne is Michael Keaton. You guys said I was going to say uh, Christian Bale, huh? I thought you were going to say Adam West. Oh, fuck. Uh. He's a great Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He's my favorite Batman. Yeah. You just missed him. I got it, though. I got it. But I'm going back to the original comics. Like, if you read Detective Comics, they're fucking Adam West style. Sure. I mean, they got it to try to emulate what the comic originally was, and that's why that show was like that. But when I saw that show, they had already made Batman, like, gritty and dark, and, and they changed his costume, and he hit in the shadows. He wasn't, like, working with police. He was vigilante. All the changes are, like, the Frank Miller style of writing introduced for Batman. And then so when I saw the original series, I was like, Who would, what is this cartoony cookie-cutter Batman? Oh, you didn't like it, huh? With the shark propellant and everything? I can say I didn't like it. How about the computer that tells you where crime is happening and who's doing it? How about that? It's the best computer in the world. Yeah. It tells you everything you need to know. You don't even have to solve the mystery. It just, it just tells you where to go. <laughs> Free minority uh, report. Oh, man. <clears throat> I, have, I have that Funko doll. Since this podcast is now about Funko dolls. Which one? The 1966 Adam West Batman. Oh. Have you posted it to sell yet and use the use binge watchers as your promotional tool? No, I don't promote Funkos. They're, they don't pay me to promote no, them. I mean, can we go ahead and sell that as a promotion for this episode and forward people yeah, no, to the agent's line? No, no. If they're getting hungry at 2 o'clock in the morning, what they need to do is go over to goldbelly.com. They need to use our code BINGEWATCHERS. Save twenty five bucks on a fifty dollar order. You're only paying twenty five bucks. That sounds like a good deal to me. Let's go. That is, on. Um, that's a lot of food to get for free. It is a lot of food. Let's see what you can get. Let's go on Gold Billy. Let's see. Looks like four people already grabbed the coupon on Facebook. Nice. Let's see. Dun, 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 dun. That's $100 right there. Oh, we were talking about Nick at the top of the episode. We're wondering what happened to him. But uh, maybe he's jealous of you guys. Maybe he thinks you guys have dethroned him. You're taking over. Taking over his... No, he was a little upset because uh, he couldn't... He only watched... uh, He didn't watch all the movies. He didn't have time to watch them. No, I don't know. He was supposed to be on last Sunday. I don't know what happened. I want to try this thing. There's a place called Kern's Kitchen in Louisville, Kentucky, and they have some kind of crazy Kentucky Derby pie. You can get the Kentucky Derby Pie Derby VIP Wait, pack. Wait, I'm to say it how you just said it. Kentucky Derby Pie. Pie. <laughs> pie. You can get Pappy's Handmade Bourbon Ball from Pappy and Company. 
What's a bourbon ball? It looks like a rum th- th- type thing, but it's got a pecan on it, and it's got something, I don't know what's on the inside. It looks like some kind of nougat or, or uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'd have to open up the ad. I believe that might actually enhance the movie-watching experience. Yeah, maybe. Look to the sound of this from Kentucky Woods. Okay. Bourbon barrel mini cakes. Those look pretty good, too. Wow. Can you... Well, this is a podcast, so can you describe them with the most scintillating adjectives? Oh, you come- yeah, I wanted to find the thing I was looking at earlier. It was like a bourbon cake thing or something with made with real bourbon. I can't find it. So we found a popcorn replacement or what? No, it's not a popcorn replacement. It's like... Um, oh... I see where you're going with this. Yeah, you can, popcorn for movies, and what are you going to binge watch with? What kind of snacks? I think the yeah, ultimate exactly. thing on here is probably, you'd probably go into the land of pizza. I mean, because pizza's always good. So let's see. Foods. Boozy treats. Donuts. Marshmallows. Let's see the oddest thing that I can find on here. Do-do-do-do. Oh, Dave is so quiet. <laughs> so, I think Dave already hit the munchies. Up the food recipes. You're looking up what? <laughs> I said I'm allowing you to look up the food recipes or the gold belly food. The best gifts from New York City. What, what could be coming from New York City? Double chocolate babka from the Onik Bakery in Brooklyn. Double trouble from a milk bar in Brooklyn. You can get these crazy looking cookies. Hey, if we're on the show... Uh, can we also take advantage of the coupon offer, or is it just our listeners? I mean, what do you want me to say? You guys can use the coupon. <laughs> like, what am I, like, what am I gonna say to that? Like, and then people at home are gonna be really pissed off that we're using our own coupon to buy pizza. <laughs> well, the, the, I think the answer should have been no. So all the Oh, no. No, it's only for the binge watchers at home. Yeah. You know, who just got over 420. They're probably still hungry. Nice. I'm you can I'm get, listen, directly out of Chicago from Gino's East, which is supposed to be this crazy Chicago joint, you can get a real deep dish Chicago crumpled sausage pizza. Legit. Wow. Oh, those bourbon balls look amazing. Did you look them up? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Those they look like they could have cherries inside, but well, you know that shape. I've heard of um, I've heard of New York style pizza. I've heard of freaking uh, Chicago style, but I've never heard of Detroit style pizza. Like I'm gonna order probably a three pack from Detroit style pizza company and get these pizzas. We'll make them destro- Detroit style. Yeah, uh, they. They, they look like square wood fire pizzas, you know, like big brick oven like pizzas. <laughs> Did you already dis- describe the Derby pie? No, that's what I was looking. Well, Kentucky Derby pie, yeah. I was looking for their bourbon pie, but and this is no longer an ad. Like they're getting so Gold Belly's getting so much from this because how long has it been going on now? Two two minutes. <laughs> Um, yeah, Unbelievable! Listen, ad. Um, genuinely looking should, at this stuff, yeah. and, and my mouth is watering. 
you can go at binge watchers on Facebook to find all of our stuff that we're posting. You can go to uh, at binge underscore watchers. That's binge watchers on Twitter. Um, you can email us at binge watchers podcast at Gmail. We didn't do a mailbag episode. I ought to run emails on here and tell you if people are pissed off about certain movies we've talked about and they disagree with us or they think we made a mistake or we haven't done a mailbag. Um, we can talk about our toxic fans. We can talk about our nice fans. We haven't got a new selfie in a long time. And nobody from Canada has piped up to talk about Nick. We're getting some fans out of Pennsylvania. For some reason, like, we're having, like, a spike in, like, four towns in Pennsylvania for some reason. Including one town that only has, like, 50 people. And we've met, like, we've... They've listened to the thing, like, more than once, I guess. Because if they have, like, 50 people in this town and they have 74 hits in one, one town... That's a town... I should look up the name of the town, right? I should probably pull that up. I feel like some school teacher is, uh, you know, running a film theory class and they got this special episode where everyone was coherent on it. I don't know. We had someone in the Midwest that wanted to b- get our name from us a couple years ago, and I was like, well, we already have it, so call your thing something else. EW is probably pissed because they have something called, like, Binge Digest or something, but they wanted to do Binge Watchers. I know why Dave's quiet. I won't call him out on the air for it, though. I know why you're chilling, Dave. Sedative. I can hear it in your laughter. <laughs> I'm from California. You forgot, Dave. Um, <laughs> um, no. I don't even need any more clues. Yeah, exactly. You don't. I know what Friday was. Oh, shit. <laughs> they have... Wasabi-infused caviar, flying fish caviar on here. Flying fish caviar? I saw some, um, the fanciest thing I saw in there was a lobster mac and cheese inside of a giant seashell thing. Or on a half, served on a half shell. That's totally decadent. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty decadent. Um... I mean, the reason I like, how did I end up with Goldbilly? I was looking about, I was looking for pizza subscription stuff because I was like, did anybody invent an app to order pizza? And while it's not necessarily an app, it's kind of the same thing. It's like you have a subscription, you can order pizza from different parts of the. Here's what I don't know: how how they're shipping fresh stuff. I don't know if they're shipping a cool a cool package to you, or if you're getting stuff frozen. But they have sandwiches that you can order from delis and other. States, how are they sending you a deli sandwich? Figure that one out. I don't know. I, it's a mystery. I mean, I can't wait to try this. There's such amazing stuff on here. I mean, I'm in awe. Look, look at the smoking goose meadery. What? They have the craziest salamis on here. <laughs> Crazy salamis. salamis. <laughs> yeah. Smoking Goose Signature Collection. Blondra Shows Schinken. Whatever that is. Um. I do want a turducken. I do want to order somehow that they... See, I don't know. Did they shove a turkey inside of a duck? Or did they shove a duck inside of a turkey? The turkey is shoved inside of the duck, I think. What do you think, Dave? Duck in. Uh, hey, maybe you're right. 
turducken. I think the turkey or the duck would be in the turkey and the chicken would be in the duck. Wanna go like put the size of the animal? I don't know. Hello? I'm listening. It's a rhetorical question. I'm typing up show notes, guys. That sounded uh, the most plausible of any of the answers so far. So, I'm with you. Solidarity. In loving memory of Nick, Turducken. Turducken. I don't so know what to say, started. guys. The last time Nick didn't come on the show for several weeks at a time and didn't respond to text messages, Facebook messaging, any kind of messaging, Instagram, anything. He did quit Instagram, which lends to Dave's theory that he has women problems. Right? Dave's first impression and my first impression, or maybe I shouldn't even say Dave because maybe, uh, okay, I'll leave Dave out of it. I'll say like, he maybe had, he, yeah, maybe he was caught up in girlfriend stuff or whatever, and he moved into a new place. Big deal. So I was like, okay, so maybe he's like doing, he just got, he's too busy. But, uh. Maybe he's got a baby on the way. No. Do you think he slammed that noise? Oh, man. I don't know how he could process that. Dave was asking me, how does he take stressful situations or something like, now, now I'm throwing Dave under the bus anyway, like. <laughs> 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 Just sitting here. Just say, wait, what? Uh, anyway, he did at one point get, he was in the hospital with an accident a couple years ago. And I did like three or four shows without him because I didn't know what the hell was going on. But then, you know what usually happens is Dave will have a run of episodes and then Nick will get jealous and then Nick will say, I have to come back on. Or he's also a celebrity hound. He'll hear that we're going to interview somebody. And then he'll he'll show up. So, like, like we're either going to make him jealous with all the episodes that we're cranking out, or we'll get that Christian Slater interview that he wants. <laughs> and then, then we'll see if he shows up. Um, I, re- I, reached out to, I, I reached out to Christian Slater's publicist yesterday. So, usually they don't work on the weekend. So... That was the case with Sylvester Stallone's. I probably shouldn't email people the middle of the night on Saturday. <laughs> but we'll see. Nah. We need to go to Gold Belly and ask them if we could shoot like a mini doc of them. We just like the binge watchers crew rolls up into Gold Belly Incorporated. Just get the skinny on how they put this amazing site together. I don't know, but they gave I reached out to them and they gave us a custom code, which I think is pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool. It is. Nice. I've seen stuff that's fairly close by, like uh, Sprinkles and Beverly Hills. It's amazing, like a uh, little ice cream shop. Uh, there's uh, Fork and Aussie Pies in Inglewood, like Australian-inspired gourmet comfort food. Lots of pastry-type stuff, like quiche pies and stuff. It's just, oh, Felipe, the original French dip is offering, like, these sick-looking sandwiches. Oh, my goodness. I just want to watch these movies again with this great food in front of me 
and I think I would have a completely different experience. I'd be like, I might be actually be rooting for the demons. Well, I figured that was a missing component about bench watchers. Is like, well, obviously you can have some drinks or whatever. But yeah, what are your munchies? What are your late night movie foods? Obviously, like I said, the staple that I thought was obviously the staple is pizza, right? Um, how many late nights have you had where you watched four movies? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe that's like a younger man. Or maybe that's a younger man's game or something. You know, it's like, I think like now you feel guilty if you watch four movies because you have all the shit that you got to take care of in real life. But it's like. That used to be the thing, man. You watch four or five movies, you grab a, you grab some pizza, slam soda, or whatever you're drinking, whatever you're doing, and we'll just stay up and just watch your movies or something. I don't know. You know, what's, what's sad is, like, if you watch four movies in a row, there's always an out outshiner. There's always one that makes the other ones not look very good, and you know how, you know how hard it is to make anything, you know? It just seems... What do you mean? Like I no no for me personally I get to a movie if I'm binging I get to the movie and I I say that was an amazingly satisfying experience I don't want to watch anything else up tonight I'm gonna put off watching those other movies some you know what I have a hard time watching right now is like heavy dramas like really heavy dramas I don't even like I used to be like a really horror film guy and like I write horror stuff uh, but lately I haven't really. I haven't really gone to... I haven't really been invested in horror films lately. They're not fun anymore. They're all really dark torture porn stuff now. That's what's in. Like Wolf's Creek type stuff. Right. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, Quiet Place is still doing pretty big. I mean, we talked about that last week. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it wasn't terrible. And I think the last, before that, the last horror movie I saw in theaters was that latest Strangers movie. Somebody wanted to see that. That was a bit of a throwback to the 80s, but ultimately, bleh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I did praise it previously. No, it was a remake, reboot, however you reimagining. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know if you included in. I mean, I, it's got to be included in the genre, you know. Oh, well, definitely a horror movie. Yeah, I know John wasn't a big fan of it. No, I, I think they they use CGI too much. John, you just need to get a little bit inebriated. For that movie. Yeah. Yeah. For any movie, this for is it, binge watchers. It is well. <laughs> Don't incriminate me. <laughs> Shit tends to fall back on me in my personal life. So, uh, it's all show, folks. It's all entertainment. Well, what do you think of some of the new casting for the new movie? Oh, this is a weird thing for the adult part of the story. Okay, okay. what we're talking about, folks, is It, Stephen King novel. They turned it into a TV movie by Tommy Wallace, who's one of my favorite filmmakers. I call him the sequel king because he usually gets the sequels cast down to him, but he also, he shot, he built the rig to shoot the first Halloween, kind of helped invent the Steadicam. He's one of those guys, one of those pioneers. But anyway, moving on, go watch it, the TV version with, um, shit. Who am I thinking? Who's the guy that plays the clown, the original? Uh, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Thank you. Watch that with the legendary Tim Curry. And then if you happen to get onto this new one, 
it, whatever. They just did the part with the kids because the the novel's divided into two parts with the Losers Club. The kids in the fifties and there were adults in the eighties. The the best of the original cast was uh, John Ritter playing Ben Hanscom, gr- grown up. But um, the new cast, they're talking about James McAvoy and who else? Bill Hader. Bill Hader, yeah. So who who are they playing? Bill Hader's probably going to be Ben Hanscom, right? Or is he going to play uh, Bill? Uh, he's going to be Richie. Oh, really? Richie? Tozer? Yeah, the, the one that grows up to be the comedian or the radio show host. Yeah, he has a new show, Barry. Bill Hader's playing like a hitman. That's a pretty great show. Trying to be an actor. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, the, one of the best new things is, have you seen... Um, they should put Seth Green in it. Seth Green hasn't done anything in like a million years. No, he still does stuff. Well, he just does Robot Chicken. He just does the animation. No, well, yeah, he does that, but he does pop up in movies from time to time, but he's never been a big, big uh, name when it comes to just acting. Yeah, but we all know who he is, and he should be in there. Yeah. I don't know who who he would be, or just, just a cameo, really. Let him Which character did he play in the original? Can't remember. Me yeah. neither. Has anyone ever done up an image of all the original kids that played the roles and all the new kids that played the roles to for a compare contrast? Not that I'm aware of, but I'm sure it exists. Sounds like something you'd find on ScreenRant.com. You guys ever go to that movie website? Screen, screen rant, ScreenRant.com? It's a good movie site. Sometimes. Yeah. I have this app now called LaserLike. You set it to just uh, display stories that you like. Pretty interesting. Helps me keep hmm. up on the movie news. something it cast comparison interesting okay Richie character of Richie was uh, Mr. Green yeah yeah in the original That'd be funny if you, I see what you're saying. If he played the adult version now, that would be kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think they're going to do that. No, they're not going to do that. It would be neat, though. It'd be hella neat. Yeah. Kind of sad seeing how many people have died. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh well, I'm not gonna look at I'm not gonna look at this anymore. So, out of the three movies, which one do you think had the biggest budget? Demons one. Yeah, I'd say Demons one. Although you know what, they all look really good. I mean, even as cheesy as television is, the cinematography is pretty great. Well, they're all shot on film, right? Right. 
yeah, different the, world. The, the beginning images for for demons or demoni or whatever. It's just a, it's great. I was like, man, look, just the quality of film. It's just so great. Maybe maybe excited to get into my movie watching mode. Well, all all three of them were definitely shot in Italy. I know I know for a fact um, Terrorvision was. So maybe something about the uh, Italian crews, like they just have a specific style. It's very glossy and pretty looking. It must be the film stock they have, or they right. had at that time. Yeah, I had no idea they were all shot in Italy. Um, I imagine Demons One was shot in Italy, but you know, you just never know when something hits, and it makes sense that two would, but. Terrorvision, I don't know. Who's the kid in uh, Terrorvision? I, I feel like I've seen him in other stuff before. You have. I just don't remember his name, but he crops up. He's a child actor, and I don't know if he did anything when he grew up, but he's definitely popped up in different things. Yeah, I don't reckon... I've seen interviews with him as an adult, and I don't recognize him from anything. So I'm pushing Christian Slater, Kevin Smith... I'm going to swing back around to Corey Feldman, maybe Judd Apatow, but we'll see what, we'll see what happens. See if any of these guys will, um, come on the show. Okay. His name's Chad Allen, the kid who played Sherman and he was on Dr. Quinn medicine woman. That's where I've seen him. (laughs) Dr. Quinn. Wow. Yeah, man. I've been on Doctor the Doctor Quinn set after it already, you know, finished, but they kept the set up. It's up in the valley. It's near Calabasas. Hmm. Now is is Terrorvision related to the T V show that came out later? There's a TV show? Yeah, it's a nineteen eighty eight series called Terror Vision. Hmm. Eight episodes. Ten I've never heard of that. There's no way it's related. Probably not, because it would have Charles Band all over it if it was related. Yeah, I don't know who, who sold it or had anything to do with it. Hmm. But it's ten minute episodes, so, so I don't know what I don't know what is that filler on some network. We can keep I, talking, but I feel like this one's winding down. So if you guys want to end it for the binge watchers at home, take it out. <laughs> Ooh, he even he even stole Nick's catchphrase. Nikki, if you're out there, you've been dethroned. <laughs> That's some hardcore neck and neck competition there. Oh yeah, you. it is. You know. Too good. Uh, we'll also see right. if Nikki T's jealous of the the bond you're forming with Adam as co-hosts. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I've gotta, I gotta let let it go, man.